0: Hi everybody, this is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast Blues Hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a Blues fan. Oh, baby.
1: Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio.
0: Center Eyes Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Center Eyes Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's Go Blues! Let's Go Blues! Get
2: ready to hear some noise tonight! You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio!
1: What's up, Tony Brook? Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like Corp? Are we suspended?
2: <laughs> I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's
1: right. Selfish hockey.
0: What did I tell you about stick tape?
1: You don't need it. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening
2: to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio the original St. Louis
1: Blues Hockey Fan Podcast. Take it away, boys. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.
0: Welcome to Season 10, Episode 8 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We are the often imitated, always regurgitated, rarely fragmented, partially hydrogenated, the original St. Louis hockey podcast. Special thanks to RocketNetIdealLife.com and CenterIceBrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It's Tuesday, November 2nd. We hope everyone had a safe and uh, happy and fun Halloween. We're broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, this is franchise episode number 326 all time to interact with the show. We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just do a search for us. You will find us. Uh, I'm your host, Kirk Price, my ho- uh, co-host tonight and every night are uh, the, uh, let's see, the um, rich and connected Jeff Ponder and the um, dapper and dashing Bill Day. How's that? Ooh, <laughs> tonight like we're it. talking we'll St. St. Louis Blues, <laughs> St. Louis Blues hockey. Uh, how's it going, guys? How was your Halloween? Good. How about you? Uh, it was fun. Had you and uh, the kids good? do anything fun? We had a good amount of kids on Halloween. Yeah, they went trick or treat, and I handed out candy. Yeah, not as many kids as last year, though, at the house. Not not quite as many, but uh, still a good number. Yeah, we had
1: the same thing. We have way too much candy left over, so. We did, too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we actually
2: yeah. didn't have a whole lot left over. It's the first time this happened here. We uh, We had, I mean, we bought two giant bags full of candy, and we probably only had maybe 10 pieces left. I was actually oh, pretty... Yeah. I, I do think that we had a couple kids that came through because we what we do every year is we have a bonfire in the backyard and then we put a table out by the gate and we you just have, you know, you know hey, just grab the candy. I think we had a couple kids come through and grab some pretty giant handfuls. But <laughs> you know what? Better they eat it than I do. That's the way I see it.
0: We had about 600 um, pieces of candy and uh, we gave a few pieces to each kid. And so, uh, and we probably got about half left. So, uh, might've had like a hundred kids or so, something like that, give or take. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, we definitely had less than a hundred and, this, uh, this first year we had a a video doorbell. So I just kind of put everything out. Um, in a in a bowl right by the doorbell camera, and was able to watch. And uh, we only saw one group of uh, not even dressed up teenagers come up Mm. and grab handfuls and walk away. But you
0: know, that's that's a like you said. Tell me a joke, right? If you're not not dressed up, tell me a joke. And if you if you 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 can't even muster a joke, then. GTFO! Get out of here! No out. It's not. It's not. It's not free candy night. It's. It's. Uh, you dress up, and in return, you get candy. That's the deal. That's the transaction. That's the contract. You don't just show up without a costume on. That's ridiculous. Especially if you're older. If you're older and in a costume, like high school, you know, like sophomore, junior, senior, and you're in a costume. That's already on the line. You're already too old anyway. But uh, if you got a costume on, I'll give you candy. I don't care how old you are. But if you don't have a costume on, it's mm, that's, that's, that's a no-go at my house.
1: Well,
2: yeah, well uh, it, uh, oh, go ahead, Bill.
0: I was going to
1: say, typically it is here, but this was the year of apathy. And saw him yeah. on the video camera and like, well, you know, yeah, whatever. We don't want to eat all of this.
0: That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> you do it on unload it. We had two kids show up the day before Halloween.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, because Ed- Edwardsville does right. trick-or-treating on the night before, and they have the parade the night of Halloween. And uh, I think someone odd. got confused. They were new to the area, and they came to the house um, a night early. And I was like, what? You guys got it backwards. Good luck getting candy at the other houses because no one's handing out candy tonight in Troy. But
2: Wow, that's so, weird.
0: Yeah, yep.
2: Uh yeah we had fun we uh you know had family over and uh, ate some I okay I don't know if you guys saw my post on Facebook but I want to share something that that happened on Halloween uh we go we went to Red Robin during the day uh out and actually in Fenton and um yep there was a guy there who had a date uh his honest. date was a giant blow up pickle and it had a uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles hat on. And we just saw him sitting there. There was two glasses, one in front of the, the pickle and one in front of the guy. And I, uh, I, the wife points it out. And I'm like, I don't. maybe there's a kid next to him that we're not seeing. So we asked the server. Apparently, this guy brings his date every Halloween and Valentine's Day uh, to this Red Robin. Orders food. Uh, the pickle always gets pickles. But... The guy eats the pickles, not the pickle. So he eats the pickles. Pickles.
0: Well, of course not. That would be, you know. But, but
2: isn't that is it that a little weird to eat pickles in front of your date? That's a pickle. I'd be like, no, yeah. no pickles at all. I, like I, I would, don't want him. Uh, I don't want her seeing me eating this.
0: I would. I would. I would have a hard time getting past the uh, pickle as a date. Uh, for starters, uh, I wouldn't that's, even care what they're eating.
2: <laughs> that's a solid point. So yeah, he and, and he orders food. Yeah, I clearly orders food uh, for the pickle and the the server told me that he doesn't know if it's like a joke or if this guy's for real. So he's like, I just have to put my game face on and treat it like it's a regular thing. And he pays for the food, no problem, and walks out carrying his pickle. So I thought that was a very interesting thing. I told the wife, I know what we're doing every Halloween and Valentine's Day now. Because we have to see. And apparently, last Valentine's Day, he had a different pickle with him. Mm-hmm. So, might have been a lover spat going on in February.
0: That's so weird. Very I hear a joke on the customers. Probably, probably telling you a line. We'll see. You'll see you next time. We'll on see. Valentine's Day, I guess, right?
2: We're going back Valentine's on Valentine's Day. Day. Yep. We've already All said right. we will. Okay. <laughs> I'll report back then.
0: Um, all right. Uh, on that note, I guess, uh, I don't know how I transition out of that to, uh, uh, Ponder Cup is less than three weeks away, right?
2: Yeah. You, uh, you running your, you're running laps there, Kurt. You, uh, doing <laughs> some heavy morning workouts. What are you doing to prepare?
0: I'm not doing anything heavy. I'm going to just, I'll just do some light stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, get out and skate a handful of times before. So that'll be my workout. Get some okay. steps in, you know. I plan on coasting the whole tournament anyway.
2: Well, you know, that's <laughs> what we
0: all do. I'm gonna, None of us know. I'm going to bread hull it. I'm going to just coast around and just float in the open areas and look for a pass. To some pass but me. you actually Although, have to. Knowing, knowing roller hockey and in this league's in prior year, this, this tournament in prior years, nobody fucking passes the puck anyway. So uh, <laughs> if I want to do anything, I got to keep it myself.
2: Well, so. you say you're going to bread haul it. You actually have to score goals to use his name as a verb. I think what mm-hmm. you're more looking for is you're going to Brad Winchester. It.
0: Mm. Uh well, I guess Brad Hollowing is a little lofty, uh, based on the fact <laughs> I haven't played. But that one tournament I had what did I have like seven goals or something? That was I was up there a little bit. Yeah, I mean, not, you've, had, I you've had some I, I I did I did all right. Yep.
2: We'll see. Should be fun. Yeah, November twentieth. Uh again, I, I know I showed the Scandel stick last week, but some cool stuff i got more word today so if you're in the facebook group if not find it seventh annual stanley ponder cup memorial tournament that's where i've been posting all the raffle items i got word that we got a couple more coming in that are pretty cool so uh i'll be posting those as soon as i get more information about it but yeah november 20th everybody all day queenie park uh midwest sport hockey i think we started at 11 uh but for more information go over to dropinstl.com.
0: I want to say, if any of the uh, captains are listening, uh, well, you're captain Jeff, and I, one is. I, if, du- if Dustin's listening, I don't know. Is Dustin captain this this year? Yeah, Dustin's
2: captain. Greg okay. Hutard listens to the show. Okay. He's a captain.
0: All right. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there and say that uh, if anybody drafts a team uh, full of a bunch of puck hogs and guys that don't pass, <laughs> I don't want to be on it. <laughs> you can put me on another team. Don't draft me. Uh, put me, I'll, I will pass like I'm a pass first guy, but if I'm open, I, I and uh, it's a good scoring chance. I expect to get the puck back too. So it's a, I want, I want to work as a team. That's what I want to do. So no, 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 puck hog business. Working well, as a team. If wins, you want you a team that,
2: it, it basically, we found the teams that work best as a team are the ones that lose. You got to have the hot shot, the scoring all the goals.
0: Yeah. But you, yeah, well, if you have a hot shot, okay, that's. You're probably right in a, in, a, in a tournament where you don't know. <laughs> but you know, hey, draft one, like, I'm with you. Team. I prefer still, the
2: teamwork aspect, the I, puck control aspect. I like it's, that it's much more better fun. than it's more fun. Yeah.
0: I would, I would rather, I would much rather uh, be on a team that, that passes and plays the, w- the way you're supposed to, right? And works as a team and loses than to uh, be on a team that wins and one guy scores all the goals. I don't want that. That's not, that's not as much fun.
2: Well, uh, maybe you'll end up on the same team in the same line as Austin Lynch, who's quite the uh, passer. He's also playing.
0: I just I just want to have fun and, uh, you know, working as a team, I'll, I will pass. You, you're open. I got the puck. I will find you. So uh, I would hope that the, at least somewhat that's uh, reciprocated.
2: It is. It is. Uh you you've just been on the wrong team a couple times. No, we've no, we, uh, been on some great teams. I've we have a good team. team. We have a good time I, when we I,
0: I've done some great teams. I've been on some great teams, but I but there's there you know who you are, mm-hmm. you puck hogs, you know who you are. Don't don't deny it. Greg Hotard. <laughs> <laughs> now, looking forward uh, to it. Bill, hopefully you'll you
2: uh, make an appearance. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I uh, I plan on it. I know I said that the last couple of years and didn't make it out last year we had uh, some some family stuff going on um, that uh, prevented me from being there but this year I will, uh, I will make it a point to be there.
0: Uh, the official beers of episode number three twenty-six. You can follow each of us on the untapped app. My handle is at Kurt at uh, excuse me, at C Prize12. Jeff's is J Ponder ninety four. Bill's is Billy Blue Note 33. Uh, Bill. Uh, not no. No, Jeff. How <laughs> dare Jeff. you, sir? <laughs> what you got?
2: <laughs> uh, well, uh, tonight I am drinking uh, first of all. I've been fighting a little bit of a cold, so I've been very tired. So tonight I'm also drinking some Rockin' That ID Life, the Mixed Berry Energy. Uh, So this is what's keeping me awake tonight. Uh, So keep that in mind, too. But I'm also supporting our other great sponsor, Center Ice Brewery. Going to drink drink some of the best damn IPA in all of St. Louis, the Beauty.
0: I think the Beauty is one of the ones that's going to be shipped all over. Uh, the state I, it, once they it damn well uh,
2: better be it's one of their best beers
0: I, yeah i i it's i think it's probably one of the more popular ones i would imagine that an old arena lager i guess get the two the a variation you know the your standard staple lager and then your uh your, your ipa I would, yep. I would guess yep that's just me talking those, so are, the two, those are the
2: two those are two of are more popular and two honestly two of the better ones too so i would think so uh, before we get to Bill, uh, I want to get to some comments about the Ponder Cup that Austin Lynch threw out here. Shit, that's in three weeks. Oh, God, I need to get skating. Yes, you do, Austin. Get yourself on some skates. Uh, and he also says, when are the teams announced? Uh, Austin, that will happen. We're doing the draft. Uh, unfortunately, a couple of us are very busy the weekend before. That's typically when we do it. But a couple of us are out of town, including me. Uh, So we're actually going to do it the Thursday before. So um, we will have teams announced Thursday night into Friday morning when the teams will be announced. Uh, Bill, beer of the episode.
1: I have a beauty of a can, not a beauty of a beer. Well, it's a beauty of a beer. It's just not the beauty (laughs) like Jeff has. But I have Surly's 15th Anniversary Ale. Surly 15... (laughs) Uh, it is a Grand Cru ale, um, barrel aged, 10.3% alcohol by Valium. Um, definitely uh, another sipper, not something that uh, you're gonna pound a whole bunch of. Uh, but it is uh, it's it's quite good. Uh, found uh, a few barrel aged uh, selections from Surly at Friar Talk a couple weeks ago and picked them up and haven't been disappointed.
0: Um, I am cleaning out the fridge, uh, so I've got a, uh, a summer land shark, land shark lager from uh, Margarita, Margarita Brewing Company in St. Louis, Missouri. So I'm supporting local. I don't think many people know this is from St. Louis.
1: So it's an AB product.
0: Yeah, yep. it is. It's funny they call it yeah. Margaritaville Brewing Company. I guess that's a. I guess that's just AB. Yeah, Jim-
1: but- yeah, Jimmy Buffett sold out to them s- several years back.
0: Yeah, Pretty sure I've I'm, I'm I'm told sure the the,
1: sure land
2: shark, well. the land shark the story on the show before. The crazy guy. Anytime you'd say land
0: shark, he would do this. Mm, yeah. Yes, I believe you have. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I can't not think of that now. Every time I see one of those,
0: I I like land shark. It's one of those beers that I that uh, I don't have that often, but uh, when I do, it's I like it. I mean, for summer, you know. It's a it is it is an island style lager. It's it's pretty good. Uh today in Blues History, courtesy of the STL Blues History Twitter account, uh, as the stars and jets go into a shootout. I guess the stars are up 1-0 here in the shootout.
1: Yeah. It's one one um, from what I can um, see. 1-1 now. Yeah. I'm I'm we we timed it before. I'm ten seconds ahead of Jeff and probably two minutes oh, ahead of you. Okay, I've yeah. got
0: one one now. I've got one one, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that right. just made it one one okay. Anyway, uh, November second, two thousand and twenty one is today's date. Nothing notable was posted today. Last time I checked, unless he posted something uh, last minute. Nope. so, so we'll I, I think it. I think what we need to do is we
2: need to change the segment to
0: yesterday this...
2: in blues yes. history.
0: <laughs> today, so in, yes, for today's show, yesterday in blues history, November first, two thousand and three, the St. Louis Blues unveiled the statue for Bernie Federico. Bernie requested his jersey uh, on the statue to have an A instead of a C and for it to have the eight, number eight patch. So that's pretty cool.
2: Uh, can I ask um, why that is? It's because well,
0: what is his best
2: seasons when he was an
0: A? Well, I, I, I would guess that, um, and that'd be that'd been a great question to ask him when he was on the show. but you know, if um, which, if
2: somebody would have had him on a podcast, you think they would have asked him that?
0: <laughs> well, if someone had done their research before they, had I, know, show. I know, I <laughs> know. I'm guessing. I'm from I'm, when I first read this, I assumed it meant that uh, when he wore the A, that's one of the jerseys he had that had the eight patch on it. When he was the C, it did not have the eight patch on it. So he wanted the eight patch to be on the statue. So that's why he went with the A. That would be hmm. my. Guess. So he's historically
2: accurate. I like that.
0: I, uh, that's my guess. Uh, I mean, I don't think I don't if his if his jersey is not historically accurate on the statue, that's a problem. To me, yeah. I agree for 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 jersey uh, fanatics. I think that'd be a big problem. Yep,
2: that'd be a problem for me too. Yep. I I know STL Blues history would have had an aneurysm. (laughs) Yeah, right. put it in the media guide the statue has the wrong jersey <laughs> <laughs>
0: call Bruce Affleck that's right <laughs> um, November 1st 1967 uh, Bob Plager scored his first NHL goal Al Arbor scored his, scored his first Blues goal and uh, Glenn Hall recorded his first Blues win as the St. Louis Blues beat the Boston Bruins 5-1 to
2: yeah, did you did you know on that Bob Plager goal, it happened because Brad Marchand stopped skating at center ice.
0: And <laughs> seven every big goal the blue. of
1: Blues history, right? Every big goal of Blues history is the result of Brad Marchand not asking yeah. and uh, yeah. going for an inopportune line change.
0: Yep. You know, as much as much as we all, everyone hates Brad Marchand, Blues fans should love the guy because he that that may have won the Blues the Cup. I mean, that was a big, that was a deflating goal. goal for the Bruins. Oh yeah. I mean, going up to two nothing when you've been outplayed in the period. Oh my God. In the first, uh, yeah. Being down one nothing when you outplayed, it's not a big, that's not as big of a deal, mm. but, uh, shush, uh, November 1st, 1969, red Berenson had a hat trick. Frank, uh, St. Marseille had five points, two goals, three assists. Jacques Plante recorded his 70th career shutout. In San, the St. Louis Blues' eight-to-nothing uh, win versus the Philadelphia Flyers, back in the day when the Blues dominated the Flyers before uh, decades of ineptness in Philadelphia.
2: I uh, also will add that November first, nineteen sixty-nine, was the day that my parents were married, uh, wow. and I have I have actually heard from my mom uh, that uh, there was reports of my father being pissed off that he was uh, he. I don't know if he had tickets to the game or if it was televised, but he was mad that he was missing the game.
0: Uh, It was was in St. Louis, right? Yeah, I guess so. I think it was. So
2: yeah, I'm guessing he had tickets and he had to pass them on. Hmm. So he was pretty mad. But, hey, you know what? You got to marry my mom and eventually have me, so it all worked (laughs) out in the end.
0: (laughs) In the end. In the end. That's not how you have babies. Uh, November 1st, 1977. Uh, Inge Hammerstrom ha- Hammerstrom uh, traded to the St. Louis Blues by the Toronto Maple Leafs for Jerry Butler. Uh, Gary Unger recorded a uh, hat trick, his ninth career hat trick. And, and, and let's see, 197. I got this. This is weird. In the St. Louis Blues 7 2 win versus LA. Uh, this was the Blues' first win in ten games to start the season. They started oh eight and one, which is uh, kind of like the uh, Blackhawks' ineptness to start this season.
2: Yeah, I was going to say they uh, they they're pretty terrible. Hopefully, they weren't accused of any sexual assault scandals. <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> I, I think I think back then it would have been probably a lot easier to keep that concealed and probably more excused and accepted yeah yeah so. yeah. That,
0: yeah that it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been a thing i mean no unfortunately <laughs> my how times have changed mm-hmm. uh we will get into the uh the blues uh last couple games uh, after these words from id life it's safe to say that the Burn
2: Box from RockinThatIDLife.com provides you with the sugar bustin'est, muscle buildingest, mood enhancingest, focus inducingest, energy boostingest experience. You not only get the excellent product, but you get recipes, menu options, a tracker, and program guide to assist you along your self betterment journey. Based on your goals, you can double up on Slim Plus or Energy, or you can get one of each. With flavors such as mixed berry, tropical fruit, and orange, the Burn Box lets you enjoy the weight loss or muscle gain journey along the way. Become a VIP with rockin'netidlife.com and place your burn box on subscription and you'll save 20%. And as always, text The
1: roughest, toughest,
2: he-man, stuffest hombre has ever crossed the Rio Grande. And our friend Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order.
1: Now all of you skunks, clear out of here.
2: And go over to rockinthatidlife.com.
0: Uh, Keith Price in the YouTube chat says, uh, Kurt will oats it. He's referring to the uh, Ponder Cup <coughs> Tournament, which, yes, I always adamotes it. That's, <laughs> that's so you'll have an
2: empty net, and then you'll still try to pass it?
0: That's Craig Janney. That's not Adam <laughs> uh,
2: Oats did it a little too.
0: Uh, Janney would do a drop behind the back pass on a, on a breakaway and have it picked off by the trailing tra- tra- defender. That's possible. I would would not do that. No. Um, So, uh, and he also says. Well, there's a couple different comments in there. Uh,
2: Well, first of all, let's get to Matt Harris. uh, Because he says, hope we're having a good night tonight, gents. So, yes, I think we all are. Uh, Matt Harris also adds November 2nd, 2021, for his day in Blues history, 25 days until I go to my first hockey game ever. Jackets versus the Blues. Matt, uh, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to lower my volume a little because my wife is right upstairs. Uh, That is her birthday present. I will be taking her to that game. She doesn't know yet. So uh, let me know where you're sitting. Love to meet up with you and, uh, you know, give you, well, I don't know, handshakes are still acceptable, but uh, love to meet you. So uh, Jackets (laughs) and Blues should be a good one.
1: So you're gonna wasn't sure what the word was gonna be after hand there. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) Whatever Matt wants,
1: (laughs) first game. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah,
2: that's that's awesome. Get your first game puck like they give to kids. Go down to the guest services section.
0: Uh, Austin says, On an unrelated note, the Atlanta Braves are about to beat the cheating Astros and win the World Series. Uh, it was five nothing last time I checked, so I'm not sure what yep. the score is now, but yeah, I love it. Uh, I'm that's very uh, happy yeah. to see that's that. Great. I don't
1: care, I don't care,
0: <laughs> I, 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 I don't care either. I just, I, I, you know, my daughter asked me, Who do you want to win? I'm like, I don't, I don't like either team, to be honest. Um, I don't like. You know, Atlanta, I don't like Georgia right now, uh, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, but I, I don't like the Astros for their history, so whatever. I, just...
2: I would prefer the Astros, I'm sorry, the uh, the Braves over the Astros at this point. It's it's the lesser of two evils is the way I look at it. It was like the Hillary versus Donald Trump thing. It was, okay, I just want the less lesser devil to win this one.
0: Speaking of which, uh, Trump was at the game of the night uh, doing the chop. Does that change your mind?
2: Yeah, so uh okay, so I was I was teaching my son the chop earlier, and my wife came in and she goes, really? You can't do that anymore. And I go, We're Native American, it's okay, we're allowed to.
0: Oh. Okay. <laughs> that's not You're... technically true. But the Her whole crowd was doing stereotype. it.
2: Yep, I definitely <laughs> yeah. am, but that's okay. <laughs>
0: All right, uh, so the Blues uh, last Thursday, they uh, lost to Colorado 4-3. to The tables were turned for that game between St. Louis and Colorado compared to the first meeting between the two. Mm-hmm. In the first game, Colorado was without a couple of their top players, and in this game, the Blues were without a couple of theirs, two-thirds of their top line, you know, and O'Reilly and Saad did not play in this game due to COVID protocol. Uh, and, how, Ais- and how
2: about that, the fact that uh, they're without two-thirds of their top line, and all of a sudden, they couldn't score goals.
0: Yeah, go figure. Yeah, but they did score three. But uh, the the Avs outplayed the Blues for much of this game. uh, At times, badly. Uh, The uh, but early early on, uh, Falk fights Kadri, which Mm -hmm. was a surprise to me because of uh, of of Shen fighting Kadri in the first game. Thinking, okay, there's there's some of the payback, and I loved it. I loved this, that, that Falk, the guy who Kadri hit in the playoffs last year and got suspended, uh, the dirty play. Um, I'm glad. I, I love the fact that he went after him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so that was that was great. And, and it also sends a message that, yeah, we're not letting this go. And what I want to know is, where was this attitude when Stone hit Bozak last season?
2: Yep, that was uh, my first it, thought, too.
0: I, I love this. I, I love protecting your players, you know, uh, uh, standing up for your guys. Um, but they did not do that last well, season. Well, they,
2: they did fight him that game.
0: Talk, and fault. fought him. Falk came and fought try, him. Tried to.
2: But try. I would have loved, and we were saying this at the time, the next time they played Vegas, let's see somebody fucking light him up into
0: the Bulls. Oh. Kadri got B were mm-hmm. Kadri. Kadri had to fight twice against the Blues this season, and uh, Bennington took a swing at his head. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm all about it. I'm all about, uh, 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 giving him shit. Uh, yep. he's a, he's a dirty ass anyway. So, yeah. uh, you know, I don't think anybody in the league really cares if you go after God. No. No. So. Right. Right. And
1: stone's got this reputation now as you know, he's the, the captain of Vegas and, you know, he's, he's just a stand-up, good old Canadian hockey boy. Um, but yeah, that uh, that that incident—I mean, hitting hitting Bozak, who's completely unsuspecting in center ice on a nothing play—that uh, that was just dirty as it comes, and uh, definitely think that most of Blues, you know, Blues Nation doesn't feel like that there's been apt retribution for that just yet. No.
2: No, and I'll say no, no. too, judging from now, granted fans on social media, we all know how they can be, but seeing some of the fans in, in LA and in Anaheim and San Jose teams that play the Vegas Golden Knights a lot uh, have been saying for the last about year now that Mark stone is not the clean player that people think he is, that he's always been, you know, he's, he's always getting praise as being this guy who doesn't take penalties, but um from what I've seen from other fans, when blues fans were, were pissed off about what happened, other fans from other teams were like, yeah, he's been doing this, but the league just doesn't notice it.
0: Um, despite being outplayed, uh, Pareko scored first for the blues. So uh, putting the blues up one to nothing, Uh slap shot that leaked through Kemper, uh, not a good goal uh, to give up. I don't think anybody's uh, uh, I. I, I I'm shocked he allowed this goal, actually. Um, Saw it the whole way. Didn't look to be touched. Deflected. um, And it just went through his pads. Five hole. He just missed it. Um, So, uh, they'll take it. You know, that's the – and that's the – I think it was mentioned on uh, social media that uh, that's – those are the kinds of shots that uh, Blues fans and uh, critics have been screaming at him to just take shots. Take shots. You know, Mm -hmm. you never know what's going to go in. And he's got the shot. Take it.
1: Yep. He's got the ability to overpower goalies and, you know, every once in a while a goalie is going to give up a leaker and that's exactly what that was. That, that is a textbook leaker of a goal. So yeah, Colton, learn from that and keep doing it, buddy.
0: And what I, uh, what I thought of, the first thing I thought of when Kemper allowed that goal was that, uh, you know, Kemper's having a rough start to the season. He wasn't playing well to that point. Then he allows that goal when his team had handily outplayed the Blues so far in that game, and uh, that's the kind of shit that that's deflating to a team. Yeah, uh, didn't seem to affect Colorado that much, you know, in the game. So, uh, but it, it, it didn't matter. But uh, man, it, when you're when you're outplaying your opponent and your goalie allows the first goal of the game, and it's a leaker. Oof, that's 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 a you know head dropping for some teams.
2: Yeah, the, the Blues had that a lot with their last starter. Um, I can't remember his name though. Who the last starter before Bennington was? Um, I can't Egg remember Jallin? who it was. Egg, Jallin. Egg Jallin. That's it. That's it. Egg yep.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and I don't want to. I just, I don't want to like you know toot our own. Uh, shows horn too much, but uh, in our season preview show, it was talked about how uh, Kemper is kind of, you know, a lot of the national media just assuming Kemper is going to be great in Colorado. I'm like, Oh man, change the senior with goalies. You never know. I mean, you gotta, and plus he would never won anything. I mean, he he was played well in Arizona, but he's never won anything. Right. So, uh, I mean, you, you can't just give it, you can't just hand him first place. I mean, you gotta, he's gotta prove it
1: right and going going into denver i mean the the altitude you you don't know how any player's going to adjust let alone a goalie you know it, it maybe it's not as taxing uh as as you know skating up and down the ice every you know every shift but it's got to be something and uh, i just just assuming somebody's going to come in and and you know be you know, just fine i i I I agree. I yeah. think it was a bit of a stretch.
0: And I think that was I was a little annoyed by that because uh, Bennington was you know underrated. I thought by a lot of the media they're writing him off as ah you know he's not he's not that great. Um, he's kind of come down to earth since his first year, and he's but uh, and then they were just willing to give Kemper without any you know any playing experience in Colorado at all. A free pass to first place in the conference and a Stanley Cup favorite. That that was weird to me. Um, I'm not, it's weird what uh, some critics uh, tend to overlook. Um, but he is four and three right now with a two point eight seven goals against average and a nine oh four save percentage. So um, currently the worst numbers of his career. And uh, two of the last three games he's been much better though. So uh, in wins versus Vegas and Minnesota. So maybe he's coming around a little bit. So we'll see. Uh, it's still really early. Uh, in the season, still so small sample size. Um, JT Comfer scored the next two goals for Colorado to put them up two to one. Uh, first goal they moved the puck around nicely, getting St. Louis out of position a bit. Uh, unable to block the shot from the point. And Comfer had a beautiful redirection by Bennington, uh, uh on this play. Which I mean, this, this reminded me of my goal in one of the Ponder Cup tournaments. It was, it was I'm, not I'm not kidding, it was identical. Shot from the point. I'm in the slot. I I direct it hard down. Bounces off the rink and goes up. Uh, this one, his went under Bennington's uh, uh, arm, but mine went upper corner. So mine was a little better. But well,
2: here he's so- been watching Kirk Price game tape, so
0: <laughs> that's not surprising.
1: I mean, there's, can you imagine me in the eight slot? hours of it on YouTube. <laughs>
0: yeah. At least somebody can analyze me. Uh, yeah, you know, deflecting it straight down uh, in the in the slot. Hit the hit the rink. And bounce up and go up a corner. How do you stop that shot? Can't unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, it is uh, Kadri who scores next for Colorado, uh, putting them up three to one uh, after a turnover by neighbors at the Colorado Blue line. The Avs transitioned pretty quick, catching the Blues in a change, and uh, he had a clean break on the wing where he beats Bennington near post. Looked like Bennington. Was off his angle a little bit there, giving him too much near post. I thought, um, I agree, and, and, and I'm sure, Bill, would you agree with that? I mean, his as far as that goal goes,
1: yeah, yeah, he, he could have been out. Um, I thought a little bit higher. I think, uh, the speed of the transition there, um, backed everybody off, including Bennington, and yeah, he, he definitely didn't have the angle right on it, and you know, just that, uh, one of those goals that, uh, he seemed to let in a lot, uh, lot over the last two seasons. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of those moments when, you know, Darren Pang got to, you know, clutch the pearls and talk about how Jake neighbors had to get that puck deep and he didn't, and, Yeah, you know, the it, transition it, game killed us.
2: I it's actually, I will say that I actually agreed with Darren paying 100% oh. there.
1: Oh, yeah, we, I, we've 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 bitched
2: about it I on this too. show that that he's he's can be a little bit too hard on the younger players versus the veteran players giving them hey. a pass. This this was a situation where the minute it happened, I go, God damn it, neighbors. What are you doing? Because it's like yep. that is a that is a hockey one on one. That's not just an NHL thing. That's any league you play in. First job when you're doing a line change is to get the puck deep. And he yeah. did not do that. And it led to a good transition for Colorado.
0: Yep. Blues were changing. And so, I mean, it's, it's got to get deep. He's got to recognize that. Um, but, you know, and let's, let's be honest here. This mistake happens. It happens. It's not it uncommon. And it happens to rookies. It happens to veterans uh, who try to make a move. Skilled players uh, who try to make a move and get it poked away. Um, and they go back the other way. Um, I guess the difference in, in this case is that the Blues were actually changing. So that's that's a case where it has to get deep because they come back the other way too quick and and they have a break which they did, but uh, with neighbors being young, I'm sure he got a chewed out on the bench for it, uh, and he was also suddenly scratched the next game against Chicago. So uh, I
2: and, and you know what I know uh, Baruby said in practice uh, the next day that or whatever that was I think maybe it was Saturday morning that he wasn't he was doing it because not because of anything he just wanted mm-hmm. to extend what? the nine game. I
1: do Whatever. wonder,
2: cause we'll never know. I do wonder if that was the plan. If it was
1: to let's sit go Stryker? ahead and
2: sit him. Yeah. Sit him against the lesser team and would, let him and that way I we would, can extend his nine game trial.
0: I would, I would, I mean, maybe, but I think an interesting angle would be to not scratch him against a softer team and let him right. maybe yeah. have maybe have a good game against them and that gets his confidence right. even even higher so I'm, yeah it, I, to me to me i
1: think it was it was calculated right they were going to wait until he had his first bad game and the colorado game was his first bad game i mean that that glaring mistake um you know he everyone he didn't have a bad game. right everybody right. had a everybody had a bad game but you know he he got called out for it because of the glaring turnover Aaron it was a bad one. failure a bad one. to get it deep right yeah. so i i think that that was the plan all along was wait uh, he has a bad yeah. game reset him put him in the press box let him see from a different angle and i think i think honestly jeff and i were talking about this before uh the show i think that that was actually one of the points that um uh not friend of the show. Jamie Rivers was making on that segment on ESPN <laughs> Radio that I heard. Uh,
0: enemy, enemy is, of the show. Do,
1: will, right. <laughs> will we call him an enemy of the show? But yeah. So um, and and Keep I thought the, warrior I, of the was show. That, right. I. <laughs> I I agreed. I agreed with the point. It's like, you know, he actually said he probably I th- I think he said he probably would have kept them in and and not made the decision to, to pull them out. And and I I agree. I I think you want you want him especially in a rivalry game Saturday night against your your, your classic rival. You want to give him the chance to bounce back. And especially yeah, do, when the but... teams going through issues with with players being out because of COVID and, and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to play devil's
2: advocate you want you maybe the coaches want to see him against the best of the best right now Chicago is not the best they want to see him against teams that are actually battling for not I don't want to say a playoff spot this early in the season but battling for supremacy at that point Chicago had not won a game yet so again I'm not saying either way I, I I I could see both sides of it uh both arguments but maybe that's part of it maybe it was hey Blackhawks are fucking terrible right now. Let we could we could roll out our AHL team and beat them. Let's give Jake the night off. Let him you know uh, kind of see the game from the press box, and we'll insert him the game after that.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. But I mean, but neighbors, there's a good chance neighbors is an AHL player this season. I mean, is a good chance he doesn't um, exist past the nine games. Not-
1: yeah, but he's not an NHL. He's he's going back to juniors. Yeah. Right. Well, that's right.
0: Well, that, right. That's, that's what I'm right. I mean. I mean, you get my point. Not, not an
1: nhl right? Okay. That's what gotcha. you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Not an nhl But I, I do <laughs> think
2: overall, I do think I mostly would agree that it was it was what Bill said. He made a mistake. First glaring mistake he's really made in the NHL. Give him the night off. Make him think about it. And then see how and- he reacts on Wednesday.
0: Let's be honest. I mean, let's let's pick out a guy who's having a, a very good season so far. Tarasenko, he's made more than one glaring mistake. He's made more mistakes oh, yeah. than neighbors has. So I oh, mean, for sure, mm-hmm. granted, those first two now,
2: games he was awful.
0: Yeah, he's made. I mean, we I talked, discussed it on the show as far as, and I talked about it on Twitter about uh, uh, he was a lot of turnovers, a lot of lazy play, uh, yep. and, and not and not, defensive responsibilities weren't there. Um, now he was getting shots and opportunities offensively. So that's the trade-off. And it's always been the trade-off with Terzanko He's never been the best. I mean, there'll be times when he works hard and makes a, a dazzling defensive play or a nice block or something, but a lot of times he's just not, you know, constantly thinking about defense and, and whatnot. So I think, uh, yeah, I there, there are a lot of guys. I, I think Neighbors has been better than most players on this team this season uh, as far as just uh, not necessarily production-wise, but he's looked good out there. And I – I don't think, you know, I get it. You know, as a kid, you, you traditionally, you bench a kid for his mistake just so he learns from it. I, it's like old school mentality, whatever, if that was the uh, case.
2: Matt MLO 12 who I don't think we've seen before in the uh, YouTube chat, he says he's going to go back to juniors when Sonny comes back, at least I think. I think that's kind of the case. I'm thinking they're going to extend that nine game as much as they can, and then when Sonny's back, I think, That's the roster spot he gets, but you also have salary cap
0: to worry about then too. Salary cap, COVID, um, injuries, you know, and you got Clifford that that Clifford could go too. I, I, I once Sunquist comes back, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against Clifford leaving at all. I just I mean I don't think he has a place on this team anymore at all. Especially Um, with
2: Neil here, I think once they sign Neil, they really didn't need Clifford anymore.
0: Or Neil, or get rid of Neil. And Neil's Neil's almost yeah. free this season, though. He, they the salary he's not right. he doesn't cost us much at all.
1: Yeah. So right. And and as as it's going right now, man, the guy is playing his ass off. Right. I, yeah. I expected, you know, three games and he would drop off. That that seemed to happen in Edmonton and Calgary uh, beginning of the season. But man, he was busting his ass in that Chicago game.
2: Yeah, he was. One of the best I'm blue good, skaters.
0: Yeah, Clifford makes a million. So that's 250k more than James Neal.
2: I think just numbers alone, he's the one that's got to go.
0: I, I yeah, numbers alone and uh, product productivity. I, I think yeah. Neal brings more. Not that Neal brings a lot, but I think he's been fine. Um, and Clifford is just—I I don't want to say useless, but he doesn't do a lot anymore. I just—he's just—I don't see—I don't—I don't, I don't have—I don't. There's not a role for him on this team necessarily.
2: Yep. I agree. Um, Uh, I want to add with this game before we get into anything else with this game or the next game, whatever we're about to talk to shots in that game. I mentioned last week, uh, I want to see some less shots against 42 to 18 for the avalanche. So Kurt, you mentioned early on talking about this, that uh, the blues were badly outplayed at times. Yes, uh, 14 shots in the first, 16 in the second, 12 in the third. Uh, completely dominated in this game. If it's not for Jordan Bennington, I think this is a 7-3, 6-3 loss uh, if the Blues even put up that much, if they're getting shelled that bad. So it's it was a bad game for the Blues uh, that was kind of silenced a bit by the good goaltending. But, um, yeah, you, yes, I know they're having issues with, COVID and all that. But at this point, Ryan O'Reilly's your only guy out. That was just a, a not a very good effort compared to what we've seen from the rest of the season. Sod was out too. Sod yes, too. Yes, sorry. Yep.
0: Um, so after Cadre scores, then we got the uh, stick swinging incident that uh, that happened at the end of the second period with about a minute to go. Um, so very late in the second period, the Avs shoot the puck into the, uh, and the Blues dislodge net. So play stops. Then uh, O'Connor, a lot of people online thought that the fight was about, or the 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 pushing and shoving match was about the shot in the open net. It wasn't. That that was not what. That's not what the the issue was at all. Um, the uh, O'Connor cross checks Wallman pretty good uh, after the whistle in front of the net. So that causes a bit of a, a Donnybrook where Bennington got involved in a melee in the corner with some pretty good pushing and shoving. Uh, a bunch of guys came together. Then Bennington skates away. Uh, goes over the puck and flips the puck to Kemper at center who catches it, which I thought was funny. Uh, then he skated towards Cadre and kind of just waved his stick or, or swung his stick, uh, towards Cadre's head, missed him by like two or three feet, uh, and then skates away. So let's talk about this for a second. Cause this was huge on social media as you expected anything Bennington does out of the norm. Uh, social media lights up. Um, your thoughts on okay, my thought my because I was perfectly fine with all of it up until the stick swinging. Yes, I, I, any, anyone who says there was intent to injure here or they're outraged because he almost hit Kadri in the head and they're calling for a lengthy suspension as goofy, that, that didn't happen. Uh, it was a stupid attempt at intimidation, I guess. Uh, I think that's what it was. Uh, there was no intent to actually hit him, so let's, it's a stupid thing to do, but let's, let's not. Uh, let's let's call it what it is it, it was not an intent to injure it was a a stupid was, attempt at intimidation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so and i didn't i and i didn't like it i thought it was unnecessary it was dumb it was just a a bad look you know what are you doing you're not it doesn't i don't know it, you, you're just getting in trouble for doing that there's no go up to him and shove him get in his face and start yelling at yep. him that'd be that would be awesome and honestly uh, even
2: the, the fake punch last year that didn't bother me neither. uh the Mm-hmm. Anytime that you even like jokingly or you know antagonistically use your stick as a weapon, uh, I don't yeah. like that, so yeah, I'm 100% yeah. with you. I thought that was a little much. Um, it to me, I read it if you read the body language when they show because they had that one replay. <laughs> where you just saw Bennington's arm and his stick go swinging across. You and didn't see how close That was it got, the yeah. first replay anyone saw and was like, oh, my God. But then yeah, you saw he was actually like four feet away. And it yeah. was like, well, okay, that wasn't – to me, I read that as get the fuck out of here. You know, like get out of here. I don't want to talk to you kind of thing. But, yes, I and, and you uh, – and I don't know if you said it, but Bennington did come out and say he doesn't condone that, yeah. which I was happy to see. Because I don't want to see kids doing that right. in games, uh, or fucking men's league. Because I see it plenty still. Uh, but yeah, it's um, that was stupid. I I don't like that one bit. But yeah, the flipping the puck at Kemper, I'm all for that, was that shit. That was, that was getting yeah. involved in the scrum. I'm all for it. And and again, I I know the Blues ended up losing this game and still didn't play that great in the third period. But what did they do right? Uh, kind of early in the third, scored a fucking goal. They played a little better to open that third period. I'm not saying it's directly because of Bennington, but we've seen this team respond well when Bennington's done this kind of stuff. So it's calculated. It's intentional. He's doing this to get his team fired up, and that's what a good leader does. So I'm anyone who's pissed about it, either you're not a Blues fan or I'm sorry, maybe you've just never stepped foot on the rink, which is fine. Uh, but just know that, that
0: when you have a it's guy a, that's
2: fiery like that, it's a motivator. It's something you want to
0: see out of your teammate. It's mostly, I, I would, I would guess it's mostly newer generation fans. It's not, it's not guys who've been fans for 30 years. You know, I, I don't, it, or 30, 40 years. Uh, it's not, uh, tell that to hockey, dumb. Bob. Well, I'm, am there are exceptions. There are exceptions. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, if people remember the days of Patrick Wah, uh, Hextall, you know, uh, a number of goalies, um, they would. Uh, what's his name in, in New York? Um, uh, Billy Smith. They, they would. They. I mean, they, they were. They were aggressive. They'd start fights. They were. I mean, they. It was. A, granted, it was a different era in hockey, but still, I mean, that's. It's not like what Bennington's doing is unprecedented and um, is jaw-dropping and awful. He's. I mean, if a forward does it, you know. Not okay. Stick swinging aside. We've already said that's bad. But if a forward or defenseman does what he's been doing, you know, uh, getting someone's face and chew them out or shove them or whatever, which is basically what people are upset about. Um, it's it's a it's a non-issue. Why? Because if it's a goalie, why is it a big deal? Because you can't touch a goalie. Uh, I I don't. I, yeah. Whatever. I, I, goalies in the path. It's 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 it was a thing in hockey for the longest time for goalies to get involved. At least some goalies get involved. Uh, I don't see the, the outrage that a lot of people are seeing with what he does and we've talked about this before where it's just kind of weird that people get off on their on their on their tangents and they can't they can't accept what he's doing, which is, which is really if you look at it in, in the big uh, well, picture that is NHL hockey history, this is not a big deal.
1: No. No. And, and, you know, you list the goalies off there Billy Smith, Ron Hextall, Patrick Waugh. I put him in the league there with Patrick Waugh in terms of it being more a mind game. Hextall and Smith, they actually wanted to hurt people. That's true. Patrick Waugh Waugh wanted to get your head. And, you know, you go back to the wink on Thomas Sandstrom, one of the probably you it's know, it's actually my most used GIF as a response to things on Twitter. So um, it's that such a lovely moment. The the comment to Jeremy Roenick, which Pat Morin ripped off for the Car Shield commercial about Stanley Cup rings plugging my ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, he it was it was about the Mind Games, and I think that's exactly what it was the the stick swinging. Um, and I you know I I think to an extent it was him him reading the room. Right, because you have these two rookie refs that cannot control the game, and you know at that point it was kind of getting out of hand. They're not going to toss a goalie for you know just throwing a stick up in the air.
0: He didn't. Did you see what they did to him? They, they came Do you see, they, they skated over to him and said, and you could base, mm, I'm, I'll paraphrase, right. they're like, dude, you can't fucking do that.
1: <laughs> right. And, and, and I'm sure he was, was like, but what are you, right, what are you going to fucking do about it? Whereas, yeah. you know, if it was, if it was Wes Macaulay or uh Kevin Rooney or somebody like that, they'd probably be like, you got
0: 10, bud. You
1: know, I, that's into my game. They,
0: they could have gave him misconduct for that. They could have easily. Right. Uh Right. Then, uh, I, I don't know. I, I,
1: I, I just don't think two rookie refs like that were going to do it, and he knew it. I don't and either. That's why he did they, it. They they a terrible the game. That
2: was, a, that, that was was yeah, that was yeah that was terrible. Yeah. One of the worst ref when, games I've seen all season. Yeah.
1: Right, it, it was it was shocking to me that they gave that two rookie refs mm-hmm. that game. Right, yeah, and and when the broadcast crew is calling out that the linesmen are telling the refs that you need to get a control of this game, it, you know that that was pretty telling. I thought. But yeah, it was uh, it was uh, a horribly handled, horribly officiated, uh, at least by the the guys with the orange stripes.
2: Yeah, you so you give two rookie refs a Blues Sabers game. You know, you don't you don't give them a, a team because again, this was ending a 65 game streak where the Blues played the same seven teams. So there's going to be some animosity there. It was just crazy they gave that to two rookie refs.
0: The uh, so after the Bennington incident, uh, which happened right at the end of the second period, uh, the Blues did outscore Colorado two to one in the third. Uh, Shen scored uh in the third to cut the lead to three to two. Kyru mishandled the puck on the left side to uh to Kemper's right after a faceoff win, but uh then spins around and, and fires a beautiful blind backhand pass over to Shen back door uh for the uh for the one timer uh past Kemper. And, but, and this and this next goal, I mean, granted that the Blues were outplayed in this game, and there were a lot of things that the Blues uh, did poorly, and Colorado came at them. But uh, this right here was the game. I mean, it's the game winner, But uh, so it might go without saying. But uh, Makar scored. It was less than a minute after Shen scored. So it took momentum away um, and restored the two-goal lead. And uh, it was the game winner. Uh, but an, also, a number of things went wrong here. And I want to kind of break this down a bit. Uh, because this, this I, when, I, when I went back on the replay and I looked at it and I looked, okay, who's supposed to be doing what, who's where, who messed up on this goal, um, why wasn't it cleared? So Scandella had the the, the the start of where the issues happened. Scandella has the puck near boards, uh, and, you know, uh, between the circle and the near boards, uh, tries to bank it off the boards out. He has plenty of time. He has plenty of time. And he doesn't get enough on it. It's held in at the point by McKinnon. He kind of blocks it, chips into the zone past Thomas and Tarasenko, who are heading out of the zone, going the other direction. On the clearing pass, instead of taking the body uh, and taking McKinnon's body at the point, Tarasenko waves at the puck, trying to bat it out of the zone at the blue line. So he misses and skates by McKinnon, who knocked it down and went back into the zone. McKinnon got to the puck in the near corner, uh, stops. Preko, who was on him, badly over-pursues uh, and, as McKinnon cuts back, which gives... McKinnon, a clear passing lane to McCart, the high slot, who let a red shot go using Barbashev as a screen. Bennington is looking, leaning to Barbashev's left, but the shot goes through Barbashev's legs, who really really needed him to get a piece of that uh, and block it because uh, he's screening Bennington otherwise. Uh, and it beats Bennington uh, under his blocker. We can't react in time. And the failure to clear, so after, after the failure to clear, the five or six seconds go by before the goal is scored. Only Tarasenko at the near point looked to see where Makar was. So all the other Blues players were staring at McKinnon for five seconds plus. And uh, Barbashev was too deep in the zone, standing in the slot, leaving Makar wide open at the high slot. Uh, and I think this is what people refer to when it's uh, they say situational awareness. Barbashev didn't have it here. He had no idea where Makar was. That's his man. Uh was off him too far. Um and then, so he receives the pass, is able to get the shot away. Bennett can't see it because it's and, and partially his fault, too, because he didn't pick up the, the shot through the screen. Maybe a shot he should have had. So lots of mistakes in this play, I thought, um, starting with Scandelia's failure to clear uh, in the zone when he had time. Which, how many times we talk about it? You, you, you don't get the puck out, and bad things happen. It's like, ah, fuck. And that, And that was the game. You don't clear the puck out, and, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> yep.
1: <clears throat> Absolutely. And uh if that was Nico Mikola making that play, he doesn't play another five games, right? No. So yeah, going back might. to our point on Jake Neighbors, right? You, yeah. you don't you, you have that much time, don't get that puck out. Um, but yeah, I I mean that the play the play by uh, McKinnon on Pareco, I mean he totally had Pareko convinced that he was mm-hmm. cutting behind the net because pareco was at full speed when oh, yeah. you know McKinnon put on the brakes and had all the time in the world to find Macar up top. I mean that that it was a world class play, and this this is you know I, I thought you know another situation where having having O'Reilly in the lineup might have helped, but it, that happened so quickly the the you know the the McKinnon play on uh Perico I, I don't know that there's a whole lot of offensive forwards in the league that's that are gonna help to shut that thing down uh yeah, it was it was, I... it, it was uh, a calamity of errors.
0: I think if Barbashev is aware of where Makar is, he's not so deep in the zone because Barbashev's covering nobody. There's nobody there. He's not covering anybody. He should have been higher out to take away the pass to Makar. I mean, yeah, it did happen very fast. And also, we want Pareko to be the number one defenseman, right? You can't over pursue on McKinnon there. He can't. I don't. I'm not sure what he was. I mean, let McKinnon go into the corner. I don't care. That's fine. Don't let him cut back and you know come back the other way. Um, if he wants to beat you to the corner, beat him. Let him beat. Let him get to the corner first. Um, stay stabbing him in the goal, you know, uh, right. but so.
1: Right. You talk about situational awareness. Where does Nathan McKinnon kill the blues? It's when he makes that pull up play between yes. the corner and the hash marks. And that's exactly what he did. And Pareko committed himself to going behind the net. And yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Barbashev was probably trying to compensate for that and got to maybe, low and maybe, Wainova. maybe he's,
0: yeah, maybe he's. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's thinking he can go on the other side of the net and kind of cut McKinnon off. if He comes out the other side. Uh, yeah, thinking a couple of steps ahead is great, but not when you're not when it causes you to misplay your your current assignment. So, um, anyway, uh, that, that I mean that was just one glaring play I wanted to break down a little bit. But the, the Blues are outplayed most of this game and badly. Like you just said, mentioned, Jeff uh, outshot 42 to 18. Um, but they did have chances to tie it in the final minutes, uh, uh, after, um, Tarasenko scores, Tarasenko scored on a nice play, um, with Thomas kind of a little broken play at center where Thomas had a little sweet pass and kind of, uh, uh, fed Tarasenko had a partial break and let a quick wrist shot go from the slot to beat, uh, beat Kemper upper glove. So, that, I mean, they were there at the end. I mean, as badly as the blues are outplayed, they scored three times and they were within a goal. They, they were able to pull Bennington to, to have a chance to tie. Uh, couldn't get it done. So, as badly as they're outplayed, they were right there. So, I guess that's what you take away from this game. They had a chance to tie. Right. Um,
1: O'Connor doesn't block that shot uh, from Krug at the end. It's going to yeah. hit somebody else anyway. Oh, but hey, that, that was a great all, block, though. Woo. It really was. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's what you want, though, right? I mean, like you said at the beginning of this segment, tables were turned. This was. except for you know the blues being able to score with a goalie pulled the the game was very very similar to the game Mm -hmm. in colorado right same outcome 4-3 um yeah so
0: i think in colorado the blues outplayed the the avalanche in the first period but it kind of evened out after that a little bit yeah Yeah. i think most of the game was colorado but i mean it is where it is so o'relly is a huge part of this team
1: Right, O'Reilly and Saad both being out, huge, huge miss in that game. But, you know, Colorado had that, didn't have Landeskog, didn't have McKinnon when we played them in there.
2: And I'm probably getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here, but uh, if anyone has not seen, it is believed that Brandon Saad will be back in the lineup tomorrow.
0: Yeah, he's been skating, so that's uh, that's a good thing. Uh, And there's no timetable on O'Reilly yet, so... He but he did. But he it Bruby, was told that he'll he'll right. be on the trip. Yeah,
1: yeah. Bruby said he'll he will play on the trip.
0: Um, we will uh, talk about the uh, the Blues extending the uh, Chicago Blackhawks uh, futility after this word from Center Ice Brewery. Center Ice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey inspired beers such as Old Arena Lager. The Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penley box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game or any game. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the taproom. Centerized brewery let's go blues please drink responsibly
1: austin to lynch oh
2: do that yeah i was going I this might be my second to last one i think i got a couple maybe one more beauty left uh right, but i was gonna uh, go this weekend austin lynch says hey ponder i'll see you november 27th as well my buddy and i just bought tickets uh, awesome. Yeah. And and for anyone who, who notices that on social media, Kurt Bill or I say we're going to be at a game like I was on Saturday uh, with the game we're going to talk to about in a minute. Uh, we'd love to meet up with you. Um, so, yeah, don't ever hesitate to because I've actually had people in the past say, yeah, I thought I saw you at the game. but I didn't want to be weird and say anything. It's not weird. <laughs> say hi. I'd love to meet you. I, I know that we're all like we all love meeting listeners. It's always really fun. Jeff likes it weird. I am. I'm all about the weird, man. I mean, look at me. I got a mustache. Of course, I'm all about the weird.
0: (laughs) He can't decide what he wants to do. Mustache up here, you know, scruff down here. Mm -hmm. You just see his chest. Oh, well, I can show you right now if you want. Uh, In this, uh, the Oilers, hey. I'll just show you the Oilers jersey I'm wearing. And, of course,
2: it's... uh, it's who you think it is
1: yeah right Uh, yes um what's his what's his name (laughs) um no it's uh uh god damn who's wearing it now for them somebody yanni ninema uh, that that's what i should have gone with that was he preceded it yanni ninema great name i don't know who's
2: wearing it now let me uh let me find out i can find out real quick here
0: i'm gonna look first uh cassian Back
2: Cassie. That's what I oh, Fuck that guy. Cassie. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would never have his jersey.
0: <laughs> so uh, the Blues uh, took on Chicago. I was a little scared before this game. Uh, people, they talked about being a trap game, you know, which is kind of an overused phrase. It's basically, it's a game that a team was struggling, not playing well against a good team. A good team kind of a letdown game, thinking it's easy, and then they'll get whooped by the uh, struggling team. Um and this was a game that I would and not your traditional uh, scared uh, that you're going to lose to a team that you take lightly. Uh, but I really wanted the blue, like uh, every blues fan and basically every hockey fan. That's not a Hawks fan really wanted the blues to beat the Hawks because of the stuff that's been going on in the Blackhawks it, people want them to lose
2: side, side, note. Isn't it just so much fun to have 30 other franchises rooting along with the blues to say, Everyone just beat the Blackhawks. Don't yep. let them win a game all year.
0: I think I think people generally dislike the Blackhawks anyway. But uh, I think uh, I'm trying to find the uh, which one's the stream for the uh, Buffalo and the Sharks, I'll pick that one. Um, but I, I think it's more it's enhanced now. Oh uh, yeah. I think people are like uh, like doubled up on anyone who was like on the fence about the Blackhawks. Is like no, nope, fuck them. <laughs>
2: I've I've been reading some Illuminati type uh literature about the Blackhawks I say that it's it's internet forums but uh people talking about this could be the thing that gets the Blackhawks to rebrand
1: completely
2: rebrand yeah. the entire team after this
1: yeah I, I was thinking about that today and at some point you know there's going the question's going to be asked right do they do they shed the Blackhawks? name you know that a lot of uh there has been a lot of social pressure on them before this and right now they're at a low point you know will they succumb to the pressure it's an interesting thought
0: but what if they change their logo to what if they change their logo to a helicopter would that be okay
1: oh
2: yeah 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 Yeah. i was (laughs) i was gonna say the uh they could change their name now and go a complete 180 and be the chicago whistleblowers
0: (laughs) (laughs) zing take that that... chicago (laughs) yeah Uh. did you did you see the uh the logo the guy posted a logo on social media of the uh, Hawks logo flipped, is reversed. Yeah. And it says, it's new logo, logo for the Hawks. It's the same logo, but the Hawk is looking the other direction. Looking <laughs> <in> the <way." laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh, <laughs> that's good.
1: That's really good. I miss that. That's that's beautiful. <laughs>
0: <sighs> that's comedy. Uh, so, yeah. it's cold, Jerry. I, I, was, uh, I, was, I was extra scared before this game because I, under no circumstances, won the Blues <laughs> to lose this game. Uh, it just felt different. That was like I, I. It was like I, you. You can't lose this game. You can't to a rival who's going through this controversy. You can't. Uh, blues dominated the first period. Out shooting the Hawks fourteen to four. So good sign, right? Uh, first period, no goals. Flory was amazing. Um, and it could and have easily let, been a couple two nothing Blues.
2: Let's add this. This was a fun game, and the fact that this was the first time in sixty five regular season games and playoff games that they did not play a West team. From last year, so it was nice to see another team actually enter the Blues building, which I was there for.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Which was just that's I I was against that last year. I was the Blues should have been central, end of discussion. Um, so after that though, the Hawks, yeah, you know, play evened out a little bit. Kind of reminiscent of the Blues, Avalanche, the first time they played. Uh, Blues dominated the first period, and then it kind of. Uh, was more even the rest of the way, I thought. Um, but uh, but when I say even, uh, Hawks got a little better, but the Blues got sloppy. So the yeah. puck management wasn't what it needed to be, especially in their own end. Uh, Blackhawks pushed back a little. The shots were a little more even in the second. Uh, Fifteen to twelve, St. Louis, still no goals in this game. You know,
2: and and in this game, first of all, uh, the, you mentioned the goaltending was great. Mark Andre Andre did make some really nice saves early on. Uh, to keep the score at 0-0. Zero, zero. But, um, man, I, how many times the Blackhawks whiff on a great opportunity. There was multiple times because we we were sitting in the first row of the upper deck, so we saw these plays develop. I'm sitting with one of my hockey teammates, and every time we're like, oh, if it goes, you know, we're both thinking if it goes to him, that's a sure goal. Well, it would go to whoever it was that, that we had zeroed in on, and then they would just whiff. I think Connor Murphy was one of them. And it was just, this game should be 3-0 Blackhawks. They've had yeah, few, so many great, like, they haven't had a ton of shots, but they've had some really good opportunities, and they've just flat-out missed. That's just the type of hockey they're playing right now.
0: So, with about 13 minutes left in the game, uh, Blues were on the power play. Uh, Tori Krug scored on a quick one-touch play from the right dot uh, through the five-hole on Flurry. And I don't care what anyone says. This was a hard, quick pass to Thomas for him to deflect or just to throw it on net to get a rebound. I, he was not shooting to score. Um, it, was, it was a quick little whip, kind of a, a throw on net kind of a thing. Uh, and I'm, he was either passing to Thomas and missed or he was just throwing it on net because the Blues were passing around and they probably passed like eight or nine times. They just weren't getting the puck towards the net. And I think even uh, Pang said, Krug had enough of this and wanted to get the shot on net. I thought I think it was a bass, but
2: well, either way, did you did you hear what he said after the game, Krug?
0: Krug? What did he say?
2: Uh, well, first of all, I don't know if you saw the thing where Perron sat in as a reporter uh, for Krug's I post post game. Yeah, so and and uh, somebody had asked him, you know, what was that shot? What happened there? And he said basically that he was sick of seeing Perron uh well he called him Perry he's sick of seeing Perry stick handle so much and not get a shot on net. so he thought he would finally throw it on net and I don't I again I, I didn't hear what Peng said and that was the first I've heard of that but that was the way that I read it when I watched when I was watching the game and I saw the replay on the big screen was Kareem finally just said fuck it you guys aren't gonna shoot I'm gonna fucking shoot and and yeah he just threw it there but Watching the replay, you're right. I think he was trying to to at least get a deflection from Thomas. But yeah. how many times in hockey do you hear the cliche "put the puck on net and things are going to happen"? Good things right. are going to happen, and that's exactly yeah, Thomas, what happened.
0: I thought I thought Thomas was in great position for a tip, which I thought the pass was going towards him, but it was actually on net uh, on, in the middle of Flurry. And I think and if you watch Flurry in the replay, I think Flurry thought the pass was going to his right a little bit. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the pass, uh, as soon as that Krug put the puck towards the net, that overhead shot that they had of Flurry, he leans right, not a lot, but he leans right, and that, and he he can't, he doesn't have time to get down uh, to cover the five hole. I think he was expecting the pass over a little bit uh, where Thomas was. So, and that's all it took. So, um, yeah, uh, great uh, great uh, play by Krug power play goal. Um, That's how the game ended. One nothing. Not a clean game by any means. Kind of a frustrating game, uh, if you ask me, with the sloppy play. Uh, but goalies were impressive. Floria kept the Hawks in the game early. Then both goalies kept the uh, kept them in the rest of the way. Bennington hey, gets his Bill. first shut.
2: I was gonna say that's exactly what I was gonna ask Bill. Bennington gets a shutout. How about that, huh?
1: <laughs> Bill, you're on
2: mute, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it!
1: I didn't think it was possible anymore. Um, it was you know, the I, first I one since he, uh, I he's, February
0: 20th, 2020.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, two I thought he spent most of them in 2019. Um, but but hey, I mean, shutout streak against the Blackhawks, right? You know, he he hasn't, you know, we haven't given up a goal against the Blackhawks in over two games at this point, so uh, it would yeah, I in that, two years? that, yeah, <laughs> that entire third period, all I could think was. You know, this has to end with the Bennington shutout, and you know, um, I think they did it more so with the Huso game, um, but but you know, Peng and um, uh, uh, John Kelly uh, are aren't going to shy away from using the the shutout word. Uh, during, right. you, know, you Which, know, during the, the stretch, yeah, they, they're not superstitious. They're broadcasters. They have no impact on
0: the game. I, I don't you know, care if they're not that. superstitious. <laughs> if they say it, right. it ruins it for everyone that is superstitious, <laughs> <laughs> the people that oh. the, if anybody says it, that's that's bad for the people who are superstitious. It's not just me personally saying it. It's like I can't hear it. If I hear it, that's the same as me saying it. So I are that, you that, are it, you moaning
2: it, over that goal
1: there, uh, Bill?
0: Yeah, yeah Drake goal, a, yeah, what
1: a Buffalo. shot! Yeah, former Blackhawk, yeah, former Blackhawk, Drake
2: Kajula. former Edmonton Oiler, Drake Kajula. After yeah. this
0: uh, Buffalo uh, Sabers San Jose Sharks game, you can check out uh, Teal Town after the game. But they'll do a a live show after the game. If you're, yeah, so we inclined. love
2: those. We love those silly fuckers
0: over there. <laughs> the yeah. Silly fuckers. That's their that's their after dark uh, series, the silly fuckers.
2: The silly fuckers. Yep.
0: <laughs>
2: they rebranded uh,
0: this year. <laughs> uh the uh the Blackhawks set the mark for their worst start to an NHL season ever with their ninth straight loss, oh7 and two. Uh happy that the blues helped them set that record. So the Hawks would end up getting their first win of the season versus Ottawa Monday night, uh five to one to break that losing streak.
1: Yeah, I saw it. Everybody social knows media. that doesn't count. Yeah. You're right.
0: right.
1: <laughs> I saw it on social oh.
2: media. I think it was uh, Debrinkit posted. I guess Kane had a big night. And he's like, Kane, Patrick. way to go and get yours, buddy. And it was like, every comment was like, wow, you guys are celebrating the one victory in eight, in like nine games. Really? You know? Yeah. And it's just 10. 10. 10. Yeah. First victory in 10 games. And and again, we said this last week, but, you know, I, I just, I, I don't think I'm ever going to get sick of saying it. This team to many people is a playoff team and the blues aren't going into the season. I I don't understand how you read it that way. I just don't. Yes. The blues are going to go through a rough stretch. The Blackhawks are going through a winning streak. Eventually it will happen, but there is no way that the Blackhawks are a better team than the blues.
0: How many times do we talk about national media and, uh, when they when they do like preseason analysis and stuff like that of each team uh how they they miss details about a team uh because they just can't effectively in detail cover every single team you just it's just you just can't cover like like they can't cover every team like we cover the blues weekly in, in depth and how much we pay attention like if people eat sleep and breathe one team they can't do that with all 31 you you, you it's impossible so it's it's it, they they miss shit and i think that they totally glazed over the blues this season a lot of them did so uh, we'll see how it goes well
2: really what these national media folks need to do is just listen to let's go blues radio
0: and it's all the <laughs> coverage you need i'm saying Someone posted a rumor that uh, Edmonton is in talks. I say someone. You know they say, um, and this this could be this could be someone making something up. I just thought it'd be fun to talk about uh, that Edmonton is in talks with the Hawks to acquire Fleury. So pretty early for a trade like that, if you ask me, and especially with Koskinen playing well in Edmonton, uh, and Oilers off to a really really good start. And Mike Smith's playing pretty good too. I don't understand why. Edmonton will be looking for a goaltender right now. Um, I do. It's I do. They Smith, have Mike Smith. Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. But, but here's the deal. Well, they but they're playing. Very, I mean, Koskinen is playing very very well, and also Flurry makes too much money. They don't have enough cap space. They got they to send salary the other way. They probably have to so, send like
2: Nugent Hopkins or somebody the other way too. So they have to they have to dump yeah. like
0: five million in salary.
1: Yeah. No, I. I I, I think that um, you know Edmonton realizes that you know that if they're if they're going to get away from this goaltending duo, they're going to have to sell sell high, right? And and um, is playing the best that he's played. Maybe it's a guy that after five six seasons has finally figured out the NHL. I mean, the dude's huge. What six seven six eight, and takes up a lot of net um you know i i'll never understand a goalie wearing 19 in the nhl but hey (laughs) you know to each their own uh i i just i don't think long term he's their solution and um you know if if the you know the the hawks are you know already uh willing to move on this season you know why would you not go after flurry i mean after that performance he put up put up against the blues um he's obviously still got it and uh, yeah, but well, he had not a winner last
0: year. Right. He had not right, played that well right. at this point. It's, but, but three, like I four, thought,
2: I thought he played fine.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 four, I mean, well, it's before numbers his, wise four goals against well, numbers. His game, numbers
2: really. doesn't tell the whole story.
0: I know. Right. I agree with you, especially with goaltending, but I'm just saying it, yeah, if you're just looking at numbers, which I was, so sorry. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: what do you always accuse media of doing with
0: Bennington? Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come I on. Know, I, know, I know, I know, You're right. You're right. But Florida makes seven. It million. only applies when it's not the Blues. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> exactly. And no, it, it applies to everybody. It, even us too. I we can't. I mean, we we, we not watch to other teams. teams. Yeah. You can't. Well, you can't n- and not analyze them in depth like we do uh, a couple teams. You know, it's just not. I mean, it's hard enough to analyze in depth just your division, you know. I mean, that, that's that, that's almost impossible, much less the entire league.
2: Yeah, I've just so. I've watched a couple Blackhawks games. That that game on Saturday was probably the third game I've watched in full of the Blackhawks, and because I just love seeing them lose, <laughs> so I've just been like, oh, what's a Blackhawks game? Yeah. Um. So he's played fairly, fairly well, fairly well, from, <laughs> It's from very Barely fairly well. well. Mm-hmm. Um in the, in the games that I've watched. So I, I think he's been fine. It's just that team is just a dumpster fire.
0: Special teams for the blues uh, have driven them this season. Power play is uh, ranked second in the NHL. We're seven out of 20, 35%. PK is also second in the NHL uh, before tonight. That is two goals against in 23 times shorthanded. That's 91.3%. They say that your combined special teams need to add up to at least 110% if you want to be successful. The Blues sit at 126.3, which is fantastic. Second to Edmonton, which we just talked about, who is at a ridiculous 137.5%.
2: Their power plays number one, right?
0: 45 something yes, percent? Ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Ridiculous.
0: That's crazy. Do not
2: take penalties against Edmonton. Good lord. No.
0: no. And their PK is pretty good too. The PK is like uh it's uh what third, I think? Or yeah. tie no tie with the blues. Time for a second. Uh, so, Huso and Clifford on COVID protocol. Uh, Joel Hofer has been uh, called up to back up Bennington now that Huso has tested positive. This is, this brings up a whole interesting little wrinkle. Um, so, do you start him Thursday night uh, against San Jose? I think Bennington for sure starts against LA on Wednesday, right? And then you see how it goes for him on Wednesday. If it's an easy workload, maybe you start him on Thursday too. Well, I mean, what where, does yeah. Hofer start at all? Because Huso has probably gone for four games or so, at least,
1: right? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't expect him to start. Um, I think if uh, either game gets away from Blues, you might see Hofer go in there. Um, it, it just, yeah, I, I think right now they're going to say Benny. You know, the the crease is yours. Um, too early in the season to, uh, to trust a game, to a rookie, um, you know, it's yours until you shit the bed.
0: Could, yeah, you, argue agree. That, could you argue that it's too early in the season to worry about starting Bennington every game and just let a, let, you know, I mean, that's, that's just to play devil's advocate with that. I yeah, don't know. I... Oh, go ahead, Bill. Go ahead. No.
1: No, no. I, I I think Jeff and I were about to make the same point. No, you don't have, you don't worry about that at this point in the season. You know, Mm -hmm. unless, unless you're concerned that Bennington may also have been exposed and may have symptoms, you're not (laughs) going
0: to. I've got that down here to talk about. Can you imagine if Bennington tests positive like tomorrow morning? I think. uh... Somebody team, you make some, a trade? Somebody no, call not, up not, no. Mike
2: McKenna. Here comes oh. Mike. I, that's Mike McKenna's music. <laughs>
0: you know, that's not the worst yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, they, I mean, if, all things considered, I mean, McKenna's got, I mean, he hasn't played, but I mean, he's been practicing with the team because of, uh, because of, uh, Huso. Or he did practice once right. with the he team. He practiced one game. Yeah. Yeah. So one night, but yeah. That, so if if Bennington go, test positive, that's bad. Then all of a Bidding. sudden we've got Hofer and oh, Ellis, uh, Ellis? Ellis, Yeah, Colton Ellis. Colton Ellis. Yeah, yeah, I guess we'd go with that, right, for like four you, or five games. You'd have
2: to. You don't have the cap space to bring right. in a Devin Dubnik. right? I mean, hmm. He's not playing or a
0: Tom so <laughs> uh, <laughs> or Jim Carrey.
1: Yeah, 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 Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey.
0: <laughs> where's byron where's byron defoe is he still around where's
2: uh yeah byron defoe that's a good one um (laughs) no i I, uh to go off bill's point uh you ride bennington right now barring him testing positive too which we all hope doesn't happen bennington's the guy he's just gonna get all the workload right now and and you know because at the end of the day when huso comes back you can trust him against some mid-level teams. And, you know, you mentioned here in the, in the notes here, Kurt, we got back-to-backs coming up on the 13th and 14th versus Carolina and Edmonton. Those are two very good game, very good teams, but I think you could definitely trust Husso in one of those games. So you just hope he's back by that.
0: Uh, Brandy yeah. Pony in the YouTube chat says, Kurt, I will come for your head if Benner tests positive.
2: <laughs> yes, do please.
0: I, yeah, well, yeah. Oh man, I, I'm just waiting. I'll wake up tomorrow morning and, and hear the assessed positive at the morning skate hole. Oh.
2: If that happens, no. I'm driving to your house and I'm Brandy. I'll, I'll pick you up on the way. I don't know where you live, but we'll, we'll, we'll take them together.
0: Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, so anyway, uh, as bad as that would be, uh, we have 15 games in 30 days this month. So uh, the backup figures to start, gosh, at least four games, maybe um, you know, I unless you wanna I don't think you wanna give one goalie fifteen games in thirty days. That's a lot. Um so it's it's a bad time for Huso to have COVID. Shame on him.
1: <laughs> yeah, idiot.
0: What are you doing? Why did why did you hug O'Reilly? Yeah, yes. Stop hugging people. Stop hugging people, quit looking doorknobs.
2: Don't, don't hug your captain. Mm. Jeez. <laughs> no, I, I this um, is uh this 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 stretch is actually a little reminiscent for me when uh they sent down Chad Johnson and brought up Bennington in 2019 and Jake Allen just kept getting starts no matter what. Cause they didn't want to play Bennington. And it was yeah. like, okay, eventually you're going to have to play your backup and then how you know, bad happened how, when they did,
0: how bad does that look now? That decision? Awful. It's just bad. It's, you just yeah. never know with coaching. It's like, uh, come on.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, Ken Morris in the YouTube chat says uh you get Dave Ayers. Um, uh, yeah. He's I, no longer the e-bug, is he? No, I don't think so. Um no, think so. no. No no no. No, he's he is now the like every time Toronto goes to Carolina uh hurricane warning siren guy. Yep. <laughs> that's that's his role yep. from
0: now on. <laughs> I love if 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 you guys have not uh, heard Steve Dangle's. Uh, I guess it was a dang it uh, on on YouTube. He he does a thing on Sportsnet uh, where he breaks down uh like plays of the week and stuff for, for Sportsnet. But uh, that that whole his breakdown of that game when Ayers came in to play <laughs> against the Maple Leafs <laughs> is that's a good gold. One. So much. So much gold. Uh, yeah, look for Steve Dangle's breakdown of that game. That's that's. I'm gonna
2: give uh, what what uh, Bill just said. The Ken Morris comment. We get Dave Ayers. Uh, that is our comment of the show. Congratulations, Ken. You win nothing.
0: <laughs> congratulations. On, <laughs> congratulations on nothing. Um, so, and it was brought up on uh, uh, social media today that it seems like uh, COVID is slowly making its way through the roster. It's always somebody. So first Brusnevich, then Saad, then O'Reilly, then Huso then Clifford um, all a handful of days apart when they've been diagnosed or tested positive. So it was suggested on Twitter that maybe it started during the Vale, Colorado trip and has been making its way around since, and they just can't, they can't stop it. You know, it just keeps going. So not a crazy thought as far as a, as far as the timeline goes, it works. You know,
2: we just so. gotta have it work through the roster. Unfortunately, there's nothing else or you can just do.
0: have it or, or have somebody end it, you know? So, and don't, spread it to somebody else and then ho- hopefully it stops but well i mean I'm, but how do you do that i'm just saying what is this no, no, no like, i'm just saying you can't, or you
2: can't control it it's no it's I'm just gonna have that, to work its way through
0: no what i'm saying is if someone if someone happens to not pass it along that's where it would end that's what i'm saying well yeah hopefully that's what happens we have to get lucky and that happened yeah that's what i'm saying it, it, it's not the PTA call tree, right?
1: You, you know, you don't get, um, uh, Biddington, uh, your turn to get it from, uh, from Son.
0: <laughs> It's not how it's it like
2: works. a game. It's like a game of telephone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Matt, uh, Matt Malo 12 Matt Malo. Is it? That? That's, an, that's an L, right? Matt Malo surprised. They called up Hofer and not Lindgren with the back to back coming up. <laughs> Uh, the hoper is the number three in the organizations i mean right so
1: right and and the thing with charlie lingren is he's he's the more experienced guy but you know he he could never really crack with the canadians when he was there so i'm i'm not honestly surprised um you know it's I don't know. Maybe have they, I, I assume they've, they've already left for LA at this point. Um, Cause you, you definitely, you don't want to go on a West coast swing with a guy you're going to doubt in goal. Right. As, yeah. as if, if Bennington gets hurt or, you know, like, you know Brandy we did that Coppola for years
0: and, with Alan though you, you know, uh, worst nightmare
1: uh, <laughs> true statement, true statement yeah. but that's yeah, right the worst nightmare scenario that Bennington comes down positive tomorrow you know oh, that's God. uh you don't Stop go, it. you don't go you don't go west when your farm team is on the east coast without a guy. You're not going out there with a plan, and and I think you know they have to have some level of trust in Hofer uh, to have called him up over lingering at this point.
2: I would have rather seen Denny Lemieux.
1: Hmm. I see uh, happen when the puck come down, <laughs>
0: <laughs> arm go up, go back down again. Uh, Ken Morris says Steve Carell is the goalie and played nets uh, uh, t- played nets in university. That sounds like caveman speak. He played <laughs> nuts in university. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I'm going to go out and sign Charles Barkley to a two-week cont- uh, You know, That reminds me, you know, just get a fat guy, put him in net, put some pads on him. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> what, yeah. what, what What? somebody's parents who had never watched hockey before, uh, you know, just get a fat guy. Put right. him goal. <laughs> well,
1: wasn't, wasn't that when Wayne Gretzky was on Saturday Night Live? Like, in, in, it, in, it, in, it, in, it, and we have to mention the, Probably the worst rated show of all time on Saturday Night Live and that's was, saying it something.
0: Pretty, it was pretty bad. Was um,
1: the, the I the uh, they, uh uh the celebrities going to the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John yeah. Travolta said, Why don't you just get a feck out with the board? Just yeah, here's there.
2: here's what they need. Go out and get friend of the show, uh Mandy uh uh Levier. Get Mandy Levier out there. That's who we need in goal.
0: I bet you. I bet you McKenna would be on the depth chart at some point, right?
2: He has if, to. If be, uh, right? if Huso
0: if, if, if Huso's got it, if Bennington gets it, and say Hofer gets it, I bet you it's like you know uh, Ellis, and then McKenna.
2: Let's stop talking <laughs> about this because this is making me
0: depressed. <laughs> and, then, and then McKenna can finally get his Blues debut. Wow, and he deserves. Friend of the show, Mike McKenna. Mm -hmm. Uh, The TV ratings for the Blues uh, this uh, last October uh, were the best TV ratings in the team's 25 seasons on Bally Sports Midwest, which, let's be honest, it was Bally's is new. It was Fox Sports before. Uh, During this record-setting month, the Blues averaged a 5.0 household rating on Bally's in the St. Louis designated market area, according to Nielsen Media Research compiled by BSMW. I don't know who that is. Uh, this figure represents a 43% increase from October 2019. The previous October high was a 4.5 in 2016. The Blues win versus Los Angeles on October 25th was the highest rated regular season game on Bally Sportsman West since April 7th, 2015. The Blues local market TV ratings uh, ranked number three amongst uh, US NHL teams. The Blues have finished in the top five for eight straight seasons. Something that we've said for a long, long time. The Blues always uh, pull in pretty good TV ratings. Top five, uh, usually. In the
2: words of friend of the show, Tom Calhoun,
0: thank you, Blues fans. (laughs) (laughs) So, hockey town. We have a hockey town here. Mm -hmm. Good sports fans in this town. We watch hockey. We like hockey. Um, let's see next up for the blues. Uh, we just talked about tomorrow, uh, Wednesday in LA and then Thursday in San Jose, already the third meeting between the Kings and the blues blues took the first two games, seven to three and three, nothing, uh, three, nothing was apparently the game where O'Reilly gave, uh, Huso COVID, <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: on, on Thursday in San Jose, the sharks got off to a five, nothing start of the season, but haven't won in regulation in the last three, uh, and they're playing right now. Ah, uh, they lost to Nashville three to one. Then Montreal four nothing. Then they beat Winnipeg two to one in overtime. Thank you for that.
2: Yep, so. and uh, again, uh, weird scheduling by the NHL. The uh, the Kings and Blues wrap up their season series before the Blues have even played most Central teams. Uh, and we had uh, I kind of mentioned this uh, before. The Avalanche, uh, you know, a lot of rivalry blood between them the last uh, two seasons. They don't play them until the second-to-last game of the season, and that's it. Central division team, and you play them three times.
0: If you're going to have divisional playoffs, which is what they have, you you have to play your division more. You, you can't. Yeah. Uh, you, you're, you're trying to seed your division, and you're not playing the teams in division. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, sort that out. I Now with the addition of Seattle, it's even less games. Against the division, um, you know, I, I said before about not playing the Eastern Conference at all. I, you could take away one game. You could you could play a division at a time, like the NFL does. You know, just play one division That's, one year, one division the next year.
2: I think you what know? it is is you you play the Eastern Conference, Eastern and Western Conference play each other one time a year. You take one division, like let's say it's the, uh, give me one of the division names. Damn, uh, metropolitan. Yeah, yeah, you take the metropolitan division. You only play them on the road in one season. The next yeah. season, you only play them at home. Do that every year. Just switch it off, and that way you can yeah. have more divisional games. It's that and you simple. can
0: play. You can play every team in the Eastern Conference, but yeah, take like did you say one division at home and one division away? Is that what you're yep. saying? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. that works. That works for me. That frees up that that allows you to play a couple more games against uh, everybody in your division
2: that would give you 16 more games to play in your division
0: Yeah, right so that would that would be good that would be instead of i mean we're only play colorado three times and then some teams four times um it really should be at least six i mean
2: wait 32 you, right that gives you 32 no yeah 32 games to play yeah. more in your division
0: no no, no. you're taking one well because one, you're Oh, you're taking you're one right, game you're right or, 16 yeah, it's 16
2: yeah.
1: yeah yep sorry it's 16
0: so, and you could, and you could take a game. You, you wouldn't have to play the Western conference, uh, the, the, uh, the the uh, Pacific as much. And at the know. very I,
2: least. Yeah. But at the very least, why are you playing the Pacific as much as some central teams?
0: Play the Pacific. Take, away games, right. take one home, one away, away
2: games from the Pacific rather than the central.
0: Yeah, exactly. But to play, play the Pacific uh, twice each. That's it. Pick, pick, uh,
2: pick what? Three. I think it'd be two teams pick two teams that you only play them twice instead of three times. And then you put those two games against your central teams. And then you're at least playing all the central teams four times. It, there's so many useful. things they could do. And they, they did the dumbest thing. They took yeah, away I, games from
0: their own division. And and, and this is strictly because they're pl- having divisional playoffs. If they if they didn't have divisional playoffs, then they could do something differently. But at divisional playoffs, you, you, you're, I mean, it just, you want to seed your division. You should play your division more than just three right. times. Some of these teams, silly. <clears throat> I I
1: think that it probably has something that, that maybe maybe next year we'll see something like that. But going back to um, you know, my my least favorite thing about the NHL is how closely. Uh, congregated all of the Eastern Conference teams are. Um, I like the fact that it forces them to travel a lot more. um, And in other seasons, you won't. But I think that probably one thing that's going into the decision for the scheduling this year to, to make sure every team plays every team twice is you're introducing a new team you're introducing seattle you want seattle to get exposure in every hockey market this year maybe next year they change that um i i uh, you know that there has to be something figured out right we we don't need to well we don't need arizona in our division for one because they're an hour <laughs> and a half from la and a, yeah. you know a five-hour plane ride from st louis um but they, they do need to figure it out uh, in, in terms of uh, a better balance of, of divisional games. And it, it's hard to do without taking away Eastern Conference games. I think Jeff's solution is probably the, the easiest and the wisest. Yeah. But, you know, I, I at the end of the day i i would fear that we're going to start seeing more you know in in, i don't know i maybe there have been studies like what is what is the impact of travel on expected you know total points in a season on an nhl franchise um you know making tampa go to vancouver and vice versa uh you know is going to help um making you know the the rangers and the islanders go to la and anaheim You know, I I think that taxes them more than if they didn't have to do that, right? Because they're going to replace those games with games against, you know, other teams in the Metro where they get to take a train to the game, right? Instead of an eight-hour plane flight across the country. That I mean, just the way that the NHL is laid out geographically, there's always going to be a bias. I don't like that. Um, you know, I'm I'm all for even having different divisional alignments. You know, I thought the NHL, you know, if there was an opportunity to get away from the classic division alignments, uh, it would have been after last year, right? When when you had the all Canadian division, um, but that, that's not what fans want. I I think fans want more divisional games. We want more divisional games. Uh, let's get that and just you know, I guess I'll have to get get over my. I, I hate the fact that East Coast teams get to sleep in their own bed after playing an away game.
2: Yep,
0: that's true. Figured
2: it out. Figured it, Figure it, out.
0: it out. Um, Bill, do you need to scoot, or are you going to hang for a while?
1: Eh, no,
0: we're close. Okay, you let me. That's know. what she said. <laughs> uh, rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. We got the uh, the Hurricanes went uh, are now eight zero. Uh, wins versus the Islanders, the Predators, Canadians, Blue Jackets, Maple Leafs, Bruins, Blackhawks, and Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they beat the Arizona to go 8 0, I thought this was interesting. They tweeted out, um, that should say 8 0, the 8 0 Carolina Hurricanes, the best team in the NHL. And I'm like, they're second in the NHL to Florida. So that was kind of a yeah. weird thing to me. They were, they were a point behind Florida. Um, not not the best. <laughs> Point wise, I mean standings wise, they're not. Um, plus, honestly, their strength of schedule has not been very good. So, you know, it'd be different if you could say, "Well, wow, we played, you know, uh, four top ten teams in the in the first eight games." No, they haven't. They played one uh, one team in the top half of the standings right now, that, and that's Columbus at thirteenth. That's the, that's the best team they've played. Uh, this is the standings right now. So, their they're strength of schedule uh, leaves something to be desired. So, to be proclaiming they're the best team in the NHL, eh, come on. Eh, still and who do they play tomorrow?
1: It, it's impressive. But Chicago, they play Chicago, tomorrow?
0: Chicago. 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 And Chicago's a winning
2: team now. They're on a one game winning oh, streak. Oh, yeah.
0: No, I, uh, they're, yeah. I mean, they're, they're winning the games. They should win if they're a good team, right? That's fine. But uh, they play Chicago tomorrow. But I think. Uh, after that game, then they play Florida and Tampa Bay, then Philly, then St. Louis, then Vegas. So that will be a much better test. Well, talk to me on November 16th after that's done and we'll see how they're doing. How about talk to us next week? We'll see. Right. Cause they play. Yeah.
2: They, the, the, the weekend They will that'd have be the, already played be... Florida and Tampa. So we'll see yeah, how they, they do that.
0: Yeah. And then we plan coming up uh, after that. So yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, coach Quenvo resigns due to the fallout from the uh, Kyle Beach and Brad Aldrich news. Um, you know, and I've got some things listed down here that he, he should have been fired. Not allowed to resign. Personally, I don't think that's cool. Um, should have been allowed to coach last Wednesday. We talked about that, um, which he did while we were doing our show. Uh, lots And, and lots he was of able stuck. to
2: add another fucking win to his total.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah. that's
2: hopefully the last game he will ever coach in the NHL. But the fact that he was I, able to add one more win to his total is complete bullshit.
0: How could he ever coach again? How could, uh, how could somebody hire him? You can't do it. The PR mess, And, and, and you, I, he's not, I don't think he goes in the hall of fame unless, unless after 20 years from now, people kind of maybe, maybe something, maybe people feel differently about the situation. Maybe he's made amends somehow. Otherwise it'll,
2: it'll be a Pete Rose situation. It'll be the day he dies they will put him in the hall of fame. I don't know. Yeah. I I think I I, I, think don't, I don't
1: think it'll come to that. I, I think he starts his, you know, he takes the rest of this season off, right? Remember when he got fired from Chicago, he was he had the luxury of taking the rest of that season off. And we and were begging for we him to come to, to St. Louis. We were, we were right. Was, yeah. Thank <laughs> thank God. Thank God we didn't do that. But yeah. uh you know, none, I, none I, think, I, I think right he right now he gets to take the rest of the season off and i'm not saying that there's going to be a job offer waiting for him but his job going forward is you know trying to uh repair his image and come back away from you know this was the coach who didn't want to deal with an ethical problem because it it I, would potentially but cost them it, there it will were, be a loss winning at all people... costs. There
2: were people who were suggesting that he was considering retirement before taking the Florida job. So maybe he does just go off and retire.
0: I think for yeah. him to get into the Hall of Fame, I think he has to. He's got to do repair some, damage. He's sure. got to repair damage here. He has to do something to make this as right as you can make it at this point. Um, you can't fix what happened. Uh, but you can do the right things going forward from this point forward. So I think he needs to do something, Uh, prepare, uh, meet with Kyle beach. I don't know. I I don't know what he has to do, but he he needs to do something because to make people feel better about Quinville's role in that situation, that he's truly sorry, you know, that he really is making an effort to apologize. um, I think you know, we're a forgiving society mostly. Uh we want I, I think people would like to forgive him. Um but they need a good reason to. And I and I think that he's really gotta go a long way to, to, to make that happen. And I think that if he until he does that, I think that's he needs to do something like that, I think, to get into the Hall of Fame. Because before this, he was a shoe in I think he's a he's a he was a shoe in he oh, yeah. he's won a few cups. He's one he's what he's on the all time wins list, top ten, right? What is top top five, didn't he? All time, something like that. He's up there. So yeah.
2: um obviously yeah, he was for the whole thing. Obviously, this is kind of a loose comparison, but I think of like celebrities who have redeemed themselves after a, a crazy situation. Uh Charlie Sheen comes to mind. I know he's kind of a crazy figure, but you know, he he found ways to put himself back out in social media and make him a relevant name again after his whole blow up with two and a half men. Now I know again, very a, loose comparison,
0: yeah. but
2: I'm saying he found ways to make it happen. It has happened before and it can't happen again. He needs to go through the right channels and maybe work with kids who have been sexually abused or something to put himself back out in the public eye to show that he has made amends
0: of, with what he did.
2: But that's gonna take I said, a long time. It's not gonna be overnight.
0: I said Quinville was top five. He's top he's second all time in wins. Yeah. Yeah. With nine seventy right. behind B9, Bowman who's 1244. Yeah. So I mean, really, uh Quinville uh and he and he coached five years less than Bowman. So had he if he had coached 30 years, he passes. He could pass Bowman. I mean, mm-hmm. he could have had been the all time wins leader. So how old is Quinville, he is uh he is uh 63 so he's, he's up there i don't know if he coached five more years probably not but still um i think the fallout due to the uh excellent reporting by rick westhead uh has been substantial but not near enough um i think kevin Chevaldeoff still having a job is kind of wrong um mm-hmm. And the Blackhawks still having all the draft picks and only being fined two million dollars is wrong. So
1: agree. Yeah, uh, Every, everything right. Everything the NHL's response to this, um, you know, has just everything has seemed to to smack of the old boys' network. Right. You know, trying Gary Bettman's going to go down and, and have a conversation with Quenville and make a decision when everybody knows the right decision is Joel Quenville shouldn't have coached that last game. Um, and then he's going to go and have the conversation with Kevin Cheveldayoff, day off. And the result of that is, oh, he was the least senior person in there. But, you know, and, and so we're not going to hold him responsible. He he expected his superiors to handle it. You know, it's kind of the same bullshit that Stan Bowman tried to get away with. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know.
0: Uh,
1: and nothing it, was just, said for it, 10 it, yeah.
0: years. 10 fucking years. Right. Nobody said anything. They all knew nothing would happen with it. They all knew that. And 10 years, they said nothing. They're all, they're all, no one. Hey, hey, remember that? Meeting we had about that serious thing that happened. Whatever happened with that? Oh, nothing. Don't you think something should happen with that? Shouldn't
2: we do something? Shouldn't we? I mean, maybe. Guys, seriously? Like, nothing? Nothing happened?
0: It's been 10 years. That conversation was never had. In 10 years, they never even thought about it, huh? Never even thought about it. Never thought they should have. Come on.
1: How many conversations happened where it was? Can you imagine if that ever came out? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh,
2: yeah. And then, I mean, I, we talked about it last week that, that Quinville, you know, uh, uh, Kurt, you said it, there wasn't just one decision from Quinville. It was every time he thought about it, not to say anything to anyone. That, that's a decision. It's, it's, right. it's, the exact same thing here. It's every time he took a new position, whether it's Chival day off Quinville or whoever, you know, that in the back of their mind, they're going, Ooh, I really
0: hope this never comes out because look what happened. See, that it did. And that's the that's the thing too with this is that you're think if if you're thinking, gosh, I hope it never comes out and all you have to do is come forward with it and I mean fairly early on, right? Come forward with it and you're you're good. You're clean. I, I don't know. I, I you're doing the right thing. Who's I, I don't know. I, I, I just maybe they thought they wouldn't be taken serious and they'd be blackballed and somebody else is super under the rug, and then you, you never get a job in the NHL again. I guess that's probably out there, but even so, man.
2: But, man, your moral compass has to be speaking to you over that.
0: And maybe it was, but they were just scared. I don't know. I'm trying to make excuses for them. Uh, Bettman and the NHL tried to ignore Westhead's questions during the uh, press conference, uh, Bettman's press conference the other day. Uh, 45 minutes before they called on him to allow him. Did you hear about this, Jeff? Before mm-hmm. they, they allowed him to ask a question? And that was only because other yeah. reporters started to ask, why? Why haven't you called right. on Westhead?
1: right and it was pierre LeBrun, right yeah. so kudos to pierre LeBrun for for being the first voice to speak up um and and others followed but yeah that's that's you know that's exactly what you would expect from an old boys network kind of situation right we're we're gonna let you in the room but you don't have a voice and that
0: yeah the, the the one of the most prominent he, figures
1: got to speak right
0: Yeah. So here was Rick Westhead's question that he finally got to ask. Uh, I understand in your call with Kyle Beach and his attorney on Saturday that you assured him that Kyle and his family would have counseling for as long as needed because of this. And I wonder if right now you're publicly willing to make some commitment to the boy who was abused by Brett Aldrich in 2013 and to his family. And Bettman's response is, I would have to know more about the circumstance. I am more focused because of the circumstances in front of us on what happened in the NHL environment. I certainly wouldn't rule it out. I certainly would need to know more information. Having said that, making our resources available is something that I would probably, not even knowing all the facts, want to do. But I think I need to know more before I could make the type of blanket commitment you're asking for. So what should he have said? Yes. Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent.
2: He should have said yes. yes. Right. Call me right fucking now and I will how, help you.
0: How hard is that? How hard is it for, for right. a league of a billion dollar operation, a uh, multi-billion dollar corporation to say yes, we will help this this individual right. and their family. Here I mean, is my
2: personal is number. Please pass it on to this child.
0: Right. They just I mean, got two million dollars. They just got two million dollars from Chicago. They could give that to the to the family.
1: Right. Right. And, and yeah, I mean, that I, I think that was that that was, you know, one of the key moments in to everybody shifting into, um, you know, the, the thought that, you know, maybe now it's time for for Batman and and Daly and even Donald fear to go. I mean, uh, I, I don't, I, I, definitely don't like the idea that Donald Feer knew about this and didn't tell anybody. He allowed himself to live on an island for ten fucking years. You know, he
0: represents the players. I, I think it's he represents right, the players.
1: And granted, the NHL has a history of bad representation for the players. <laughs> I know, uh, hello, but he's still, Eagleson. he
0: represents the players, right. and he didn't didn't right. represent yeah. the player. <laughs> right it's, it's uh, literally his job uh.
2: man i i want to make a crazy claim now i will say that i've seen i've seen people say uh, this blanket state blanket statement of well if a female was working with the 2010 blackhawks this gets out this doesn't happen blah 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 i think that's a little much to say you don't know with how deep this went a, a if a female, female... have
0: exec was in the meeting and it w- yeah. she would make yeah sure- oh, that okay. she
2: would have which i just don't think you can make that claim i think g- that a female could have made the same mistake in saying well i think um what what's his name Mc- McIsaac, uh uh yeah. mcdonough what was that guy's name the guy that was supposed to make the, yeah. the decision on what to do
1: um, um I, i'm drawing
0: a blank i think it was but-
1: McIsaac, and mcdonough it was mcdonough <laughs>
0: McDonough? wasn't McDonough. Wasn't yeah. yeah, so
2: I think that they would have made the same mistake. But I will say, and this is completely, you know, kind of spitballing off what, what Bill just said. Um, imagine if they did, if they want to make a statement and they fired Gary Bettman, and then and maybe even just as an interim basis, hire someone like Danny Ryland, who's the founder of the uh, NWHL, or a Kendall Coyne Showfield. Put a female in charge. You want to talk about shaking up the NHL old boys club. That would do it right there.
0: Well, the, the, uh, owners would have to approve that kind of a thing. I know so that but I'm is just saying That if is the that, good old boys club. So if the good boys were to club would have to hire somebody to shake their own club up. Yes. That'd be interesting.
2: I know. Uh, but I'm just saying, man, I would love to see something like that. It's never going to happen.
0: I agree. But with you. I, would I think, it. I think that, um, and generally speaking, uh, I think, uh, more women, uh, need to be quote unquote in power in the world. I think, uh, the, I think the world will be a better place. <laughs> yeah, I think things would be run a little more uh, efficiently. Um, if you've got some uh, more of a balance there with the, with, you know, men's of head of state in some areas and women in others, I think you, you, you achieve a, a more of a nice balance. I think, uh, and most of our listeners, according to analytics are men. So sorry guys, but I think that's true. Um, yeah, it is. So I, I, and not in every case, but I think, I think oftentimes I think that would be the case. So,
2: and I'm not just saying like, I, I just mentioned Kendall coin Showfield. I have no idea outside of hockey. What her, uh, what her resume says, I'm just throwing a name out there. I'm not saying you just put a woman in charge because she's a woman, but I would love to see a woman considered for some of these top end roles in the NHL, because we need a shakeup and not just women, but younger men, men maybe who recently have graduated from, you know, Ivy league schools that know how to run businesses or whatever. Like let's get rid of these old boys as quickly as we possibly fucking can and and bring in a new regime.
0: let's do that in congress too and uh, ah, with the president, uh and the president let's do, let's do let's let's like i mean you know there there uh there are some nice uh i'm tired of the of the uh like like uh hey jeff you're governor yeah the guy who uh has accused the post-dispatch um uh journalist of hacking a government website when he all he was doing was looking at the source code through a browser. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He he has not. He he's, he's admitted. To, he's admitted in public that he doesn't know much about technology. You know what's funny he, is that he's accusing. He he says, he's calling him a hacker.
2: He says that, and it's really funny because, basically, <laughs> yeah. if he's a hacker, I hack every goddamn day of my life because that is a lot I, of what I do.
0: <laughs> I, every web developer ha- hacks. Then everybody, <laughs> anybody who, or or it's it's an option within the browser. Uh, in the menu, view source code. And
1: Google you should be jailed.
0: Uh,
1: I think it's f twelve,
0: right? It's, yeah. it's... Is that the shortcut? Yeah, it is a shortcut. It's he goes, why is he even looking at the source code? Because that's what web developers do. Now yep. he I mean, it doesn't it doesn't even matter his intentions. there's there's nothing illegal about looking at source code. Nothing. If you if you can if you can de, if you can uh, find out information in a source code like like social security numbers, um, he's not breaking the law. I mean, he might break the law to use them, but he's not breaking the law to actually look at social numbers if they're in source code. That, yep. That's that's not breaking the law at all. He's the it's it, that's a that's an error with the web developer who created that site that allowed that info to get out there. It's no different than, than blasting the, the social numbers on a bank marquee as you're driving by down the street and seeing them. That's the same thing. Fun fact. If you know of
2: websites that I have built and set up for people, uh, go check, take a look at their source code because you might see some fun hidden messages in there.
0: <laughs> I used to do that.
2: That's I, I still do that. I love it.
0: I did that, I did it's not that nothing cool bad. Food.
2: It's just, it makes, I, I love to wait and see how long it takes before somebody's like, Hey!
0: I, uh, did you know this is in your source code? <laughs> I had a, I had a contest on uh, Let's dot com a while back um, to see who could find a hidden message in the source code, <laughs> and they, they had to tell me what it was. So nice, and it was and it was a uh, it was a CMS code, so it was all it was a jumbled mess of other junk in there too, so it was hard to find. But right, yeah. Anyway, the old old I mean. I like old people. Old people can be cool, but when it's all old people running shit, mm, that's, yeah. That's, I mean, that's, I like
2: that's... old people too. Look, I I, I join two of them on a podcast every week.
0: <laughs> if your country is being run by all old people, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, boys. Bill, I love you. Hey, you're Jeff. young at heart.
1: Yeah. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Oh, is that it, boys? Um, I, I think we're uh, good to wrap her up tonight.
2: Good. good. All right. Well. Good so. show, boys. And uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully the Blues will get get a couple wins here on the West Coast swing.
0: Yeah, L.A. and San Jose. Yeah. Uh, San Jose is currently winning four to two against Buffalo. Uh, oh, and they just the upcoming schedule. They just put up Blues and Kings tomorrow, nine o'clock Central, on TNT. Uh, well, that's it's probably on Fox, probably on Ballet's right? Locally. But national, uh, it's, pro- it's probably no. on
2: TNT.
1: No, is it on it's TNT? TNT okay.
0: tomorrow. It is. Yep. Okay. Yep. Right. John and Panger
1: go. said next broadcast from them was okay. in San Jose. All right. Nice.
0: Uh, Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by, in part, by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit RockinThatIDLife.com for more information. That's RockinThatIDLife.com, and get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745. And tell him let's go Blues radio central. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's hockey themed brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact cribside pickup or to make a reservation on the tap room. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis. It's one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode I got five. That's not right. Uh, episode, we're eight, episode 8 of Season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Balday, I'm Kurt Price, and Jeff is texting something. Okay. <laughs> uh, until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Let's go blues.